0: September is here. Players are trickling in. So what can we expect in the final months of Calgary's offseason? Your locked on flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary flames, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked on Flames. Thank you so much for joining me here today. As always, I'm your host, Jasper Mosto, and thank you so much for hanging out as we crush these final weeks of the offseason. Before we dive into today's episode, make sure you are subscribed wherever you're getting your podcasts, uh, and of course, for free on YouTube as well. Happy to have you wherever you prefer to listen. But today we are going to be talking about, uh, we have survived, okay? Five and a half months thus far without Flames hockey. We made it to September, and this is the final stretch before we see if the offseason work, or lack thereof, has paid off. And what could we, should we expect for uh, the, about the team that's going to be slated on the ice next month? But... Let's dive into that. Oh, boy. Where, where is the front office at? Because I feel like we are at a very different spot than where we were in May, June even. I think that it feels very different. I think people's trust in the front office has kind of diminished. And, you know, that's not great considering Craig Conroy hasn't even been <laughs> the general manager for... a uh, six months things don't look great there so i think that the rose-colored glasses have be- begin began to come off i think that maybe people including myself were too excited and believed that everything would be fixed the six the five or six ufas would have been out extensions would have been done they would have traded Vladar. Dustin Wolf would obviously become the backup, and it kind of just feels like a Brad Tree living era off season. Minimal work, but no ve- no veterans that are over the age of like thirty five have been signed. So I feel like that's that's a, a plus. It's really, but what really what else was done besides the Toffoli trade and some depth signings? For the Wranglers, nothing. Tyler Toffoli was the top scorer, and he was traded for Igor uh, Sharangovich. I don't think that those two are remotely this comparable players. Tyler Toffoli led your team in scoring. Igor had a down year. You never replaced, you were never going to fully replace Goudreau and Kachuk, which, you know that uh, you're not replacing two elite players. Now you're making the deficit worse. Like they're just digging their hole further and further, and it's going to be harder to climb out of. And we're we are watching that. We are watching them try to like scratch their way out. Or and while well, some people are still digging, but how can you confidently say that this is a playoff team when there really hasn't been any change? This team is a talented roster, do not get me wrong, but I don't think that the offense is going to be there unless Mark Savard can truly figure out a way to unlock the potential in all of these players the same way that we saw Daryl Sutter do, but then disastrously undo. We really just, you're not going to have another good season of Flames hockey, and I'm sorry, fans are not going to want to watch that. People have already said how disappointed they are in the front office, in the change in management, and why would they continue to watch and support a team that isn't good? (laughs) You know, it's different if you are actively committing to the rebuild versus trying to put band-aids And duct tape, scotch tape over leaking holes in a boat. Doesn't work. Might work for a little bit. But then you're sinking. Fast. And to me, doesn't feel... Maybe maybe it's just because it's a five and a half months without Flames hockey. But the lack of moves tells me two things. This is either going in one direction or the other. A... You know, they're fairly confident in extensions, in this roster in general. They know that Noah Hannafin wants out, but he's really the only one that's been honest with them about it. Or up front, I should say. And then, so they're committing to, okay, like, this team has potential there, right? Or it's going... We aren't, we're just gonna have a repeat of last year because no one knows what they wanna do with this team. And people just, they just aren't aggressive enough. And I get it. It's a business. You have to take care of your people, but at the same time, it's a business. You gotta get the work done. And if you wanna be a competitive hockey team, prove it. I'm not saying you have to go out there. And sign a ridiculously expensive superstar that you can't afford, by the way. Make that trade. Is Noah Finn just going to wait until the trade deadline? Because he is not. I'm sorry. If this team is good at the deadline, he's not going to be traded. And that's already one player you're watching walk. The one that you really don't want to watch walk. Coming up next, we are going to talk about where things are at, because we are still playing the waiting game. And before we do that, I do want to take a quick break here to talk to you about AG1. The number one most important thing in your day is how you start your day. And I recommend Athletic Greens to anyone that just wants to add that extra boost to their day. You get all your vitamins and minerals. You get help with your immune system. Good skin. Good. There's It's just a bunch of positives. Who doesn't love that? And I gave AG1 a try because I have gut problems, especially in the morning. My poor stomach. And I know I did notice a difference. I feel better. I don't feel gross. And I just really like with AG1 how it's a glass of water. I don't need to take a fistful of probiotic, flaxseed oil, B12, like any of that. Like It is quite literally just a scoop of powder in a glass of water, stirred, and you're drinking something that tastes like tropical, fruity goodness. And I think that it's great that athletes are drinking AG1, and, you know, they're taking great care of their body as well. And that's why I'm a fan, because if these athletes are trusting AG1, then I'm going to trust them, too. Um, And especially because I've, I've tried it myself. It tastes really good, and I... I've noticed a difference. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps just about everybody take care of their health every day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from a supplement routine, then AG1 is the thing for you. Then try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That is NHL, sorry, that is drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. It is hard to believe that we are pushing through the final month of the offseason. I didn't know we were ever going to get here. It feels like that game against Arizona Happened a lifetime ago. Game 82. It's done. That's put behind us. We can move forward with our lives. And the chap- the book is closed on that chapter. They tried the Daryl Sutter thing again. Somewhat successful. Will not be remembered for success. But rather the damage. So. Time to start something new. With Ryan Huska. Craig Conroy. Jerome McGinley. And hope and optimism. But today on 32 Thoughts, Elliot Friedman talked about how the conversations between Calgary and Elias Holmes camp are expected to pick up when he gets back into town. Okay, that does not surprise me. That is typically what happens. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like Lindholm cares either way what happens. I just, I feel like you, you should. He said that he, oh, he's willing to stay in Calgary. And then I saw a very interesting tweet. It was like, willing to stay does not mean you want to stay. So, you know, the wording there really is a key part because I, I'm willing to go to work because I have bills to pay. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> I want to stay home. But I, I. I think it is so interesting that the Flames are fine going into this season with six pending UFAs, including Noah Hannafin. It's nuts to me because I thought that he would have been one of the first ones moved. I thought that he would have been gone before Toffoli. I kind of thought Toffoli might resign, but they there was no reason for... <laughs> for the to of him seven years. That's absolutely crazy. And I thought that he would have been moved ahead of the draft or during the draft. I thought him and Vladar would have been those guys. But I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where, oh, we'll see where things shake out. So either you have a player walk or you have a team come calling in the middle of the season because one of their defensemen got hurt. That, that's good. I mean, it's not good that a player got hurt, but at least someone is showing interest in one of your players, right? You know, you want to, you hope that someone is going to inquire about some of these players, if not all of them. And I think that teams will be a little more likely to call for players or the Flames will be more likely to call around the deadline. I think that it's just more realistic to expect that at this point. Because it doesn't seem like they care or they mind going into the season the way that they're going. Their roster is assembled the way that it is. And they're just going to take a gamble. And I feel like that is very <laughs> Calgary Flames of them. So we really aren't getting that different philosophy that kind of we're sold. But another thing here is you stop listening to people on Twitter that have quite literally no sources. Noah Hannafin, I have seen like two accounts with sources say, oh, Noah Hannafin's going to Buffalo. Like he'll be on the move this week. And then I've seen, oh, well, like, I've talked to Vladar myself, and, you know, he really wants to stay. And sources are saying that the Lindholm contract is all but done. Stop listening to those people. Stop feeding them the attention they want, because it's just not worth your time. And they're always wrong. So just wait for a real credible source to tweet it. But anyways. (laughs) I... I don't really like that they're going into the season like this. I think that it's unproductive. I think that it's almost setting yourself up for failure here. I don't know why. They want to go into the season with three goaltenders. To me, that makes no sense. Dustin Wolf is ready for the NHL. Trade? Daniel Vladar, he's been good. He's been good to Calgary. Send him off. It, it's time to pull the bandaid off, and I get it. Players are coming back to town, and you know you're gonna have to start moving things forward. But it's like Zoom didn't exist for all this time. Zoom, Facetime, Skype, phone calls, emails, texts, nothing. It felt it feels like nothing got done, and I understand that. Obviously, we don't see everything, but there were no rumblings, true rumblings, or anything over the off season. And that's not always a good thing, clearly. But playing the long game here feels like a recipe for disaster. What happens when most of these guys walk for nothing next July? What happens? Craig Conroy's has already failed. If, if that happens, not this season, But... It would look like a massive failure on his part. Because he said he wasn't going to let all those guys walk. The Backland situation really isn't going to... I think that's going to be a nasty split at the end, to be honest. I think that he is taking his sweet time to try to get more money. And the front office is like... It's going to end up being like, no thanks, but no thanks. And it's just going to end like that. It, it does sometimes, unfortunately. But... There has to be a certain level of urgency, and there's nothing. <laughs> there's just nothing. And I don't know what we're, what the Flames are supposed to do. Why? Why should Flames fans feel confident about being a competitive team when you are icing pretty much the same roster that you did last year, except you're taking away their leading scorer? There is not much to... Invest in. There's like, I'm not going to put my time and money to go to Calgary to watch a game, even if, like, if I was local. I don't, uh, until I see something different. It's just, it's not, we aren't seeing change. We saw change, but like off the ice, and we knew that that's where change needed to happen, but there also needed to be adjustments on the ice, and those, they didn't happen. Trading Tyler to Foley does not fix anything and kind of digs that hole I was talking about a little deeper. What are you going to do? Guy put up 30-something goals last season. No one else on your team's doing that. Where's the your offense going to come from? The sky? It's, it's very frustrating, and you just kind of hope that Mangiapane, Dubé, Huberto, Lindholm, you know, all the guys that you're paying to score – to score, you, you need them to pop. You need them to do something. Matthew Coronado, Jacob Pelletier, like, are the young guys really are going to have to make an impact on this roster? And it's it's not fair that it's falling on their shoulders. But alas, this is a Calgary Flames masterclass. So, coming up next, we are going to talk about the final few weeks, days of the waiting game. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me on today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Make sure you are subscribed to Lockdown Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmasto. We have seen it on social media. Players are beginning to trickle in, they are flying from Sweden to Calgary, from Czech to Calgary, Texas. Blake Coleman to Calgary. It's nice to see that uh, the players are coming back. It's, I don't think I've seen a time, uh, at least in the time that I've been covering the team, where players are coming back this early. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. I think that they're excited to start something new and, you know, hit the ground running, but they can only do so much too. I do like that it looked like the, uh, the Colemans were kind of back and forth during the summer. I think that that's, that's neat. And they were enjoying the Calgarian summer with their daughters. Fortunately, there were the wildfires. And I you know, hope everyone's doing okay with those as well. But it's been months of this. Waiting for the shoot, like the next shooter to drop or the first domino to fall. I guess the Tyler Foley one fell and they just didn't knock the next ones. But it's so frustrating because we have been just waiting almost six months of just waiting it truly feels like we are nowhere closer than we were when the season ended personnel wise like that's all sorted out but what about the on ice product are the flames truly or i guess the flames coaching and personnel are they that confident in this roster they're a good team And they've all been putting in the work over the summer, going to be different styles of coaching that aren't what that was. So maybe, maybe I'm the one that's just not believing in this team. I just, I need to see it. I need to see what the first, like, six weeks of this season look like. Because if it's anything like last year, you guys, we are just going to have... Locked on venting sessions every night after the game. (laughs) Because it was so frustrating covering that team because you knew that they could be better. So if they fall back to that this year, you're really going to look at management and say, what the heck did you do? You just took these guys' words that, you know, they were going to be better. And you built a team around that. And what are you doing? But I want to see progress. In all aspects of this, I want to see a better team. I want to see extensions or trades. I want to see some sort of commitment because they do have a talented roster. Do not get me wrong. But like it all looks good on paper. It doesn't matter how it looks on paper. It's how it plays out on the ice. To have a talented roster, but the non-committal from these players, it just does not bode well for the Flames. (laughs) There has to be some sort of, again, urgency. There's nothing. No urgency. Craig Conroy is just allowing them to drag their feet. Noah Hannafin, you are excused from any of this because you cannot just call these teams yourself and say, trade me. Or, you know, you can't or, trade for me. You can't. But Backlund, Lindholm, Chris Tanev is also kind of, excused because he's probably towards the end of his career. Uh, Dan Vladar we know he's gone forgetting some players but regardless I just think that Flames fans have to do themselves a favor and keep the expectations low so you don't get hurt. I said that a lot last season. (laughs) Someone told me that when I was like 12 and it it has stuck with me (laughs) 15 years later. Keep the expectations low So you don't get hurt and you can't be disappointed. Flames go in and have an absolutely fantastic October and keep it up uh, through American Thanksgiving. And they're, you know, they're looking pretty good. I expect, I would expect players to resign by them. I just think, again, should, they shouldn't be dragging their feet. It's either you want to stay or not because it shouldn't, should not depend on this year's success. It's. This is a long-term picture here. That is that. And I look forward to hearing what y'all have to say in the comments or in the reviews. I love when uh, I get to hear from you on Twitter as well. So that'll do it for today's episode. Make sure you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you are getting your podcasts. And, of course, on YouTube as well. Follow me on Twitter. At Jess Belmosto, And of course, over on the show's Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. Nick will be back on Wednesday. And are I'm sure we're going to do some sort of uh, brain exercise again. <laughs> because we have to uh, shake off our own dust as content creators and podcasters. Uh, this is our preseason, too. So until then, stay safe. Stay hydrated and be kind.